Let's look at this. You know, I, I was uh, reading a thing the other day, and there was a story about these three little boys. And uh, one of them, he was sitting there on the playground, and he said, you know what? He said, uh, they were bragging about their fathers. And he said, you know, my dad scribbles a few things on a piece of paper, and he calls it a poem, and people pay him $50 to hear it. The other kids said, ha, oh, my dad's got that beat. He said, my dad scribbles notes on a piece of paper. He calls it a song. And people give him $100 to hear it. The third boy said, I got both of y'all beat. He said, my dad scribbles notes on a piece of paper and calls it a sermon. And it takes eight people to take up the money when he's, <laughs> and uh, so I thought it was pretty cool. But, all right. If you didn't laugh, you're just boring. All right. Okay. Let's go right to our text. We're in this series. There was another one. Yeah, there was another one. This little boy went to Sunday school and the teacher was talking about creation and how God created everything, including human beings. And Johnny was really intrigued about how the teacher taught how God took a rib out of Adam and created Eve, the woman. And so about a week later, Johnny's laying in the floor at home and he's in horrible pain. And, and his mom looked at Johnny and said, Johnny, what in the world's the matter? And he said, I got this horrible pain in my side. He said, I think I'm about to have a wife. <laughs> The men, you know what's scary right there? Only the women are laughing right now. That's what's scary. And most of them are single. Okay. All right, order's important. Say it with me. Order is important, okay? Because first things matter. And I wanna give you just six basic, very simple instructions that's gonna help you through these 21 days, because we're not doing these haphazardly. We don't do a lot of special events at this church because we want you with your family. We don't try to do 100 things a year to stay busy. We want you at your family. We want strong family relationships. We want you out there using your gifts and changing people's lives without being wore out by the church. But one of the main events that we do, and, and, and I want you to look around today because this church started with 17 of us in my living room and today we're watching God do amazing things and 80% of the people in Transformation Church got saved here. Yes. Come on, isn't that pretty awesome? That, that new converts that have been saved here and, and that's our heartbeat is that we want every person that comes here four steps that we do everything in this church around. Number one, we want you to know God. We wanna know that you have a personal relationship with Jesus. Number two, we wanna help you find freedom that in most of our lives there's instantaneous deliverances in our life, but there's things that we still have to work through and we want you to know you're in a church that's gonna give you the grace to do that because we've all sinned and fallen short, amen? And we're all working out our salvation. We want you to know God, find freedom, discover your purpose. We wanna help you do that through our growth track that's gonna meet each Sunday night and we help you discover your gifts and your passions. And then number four is connect with something bigger than you, called the church, the body of Christ, and let's go make a difference in people's lives together. Very simple four-step pattern that we all live on here at the church. But understanding that, that we, none of that, how many knows we can't get good enough Amen. to change people's lives? I don't, I don't care how, how many appreciates this team. That's as good a worship you're going to hear anywhere in the country. They work hard. How many appreciates the guys standing out there in the cold to get you escorted in and make sure that you're all right? It, but we can't get good enough to set someone free from a lifestyle of sin and bondage and hurt and offenses and pain. It's gonna take the presence of God to do that. 
And even the disciples brought people to Jesus and said, Lord, we pray for them and we can't get anything done. And Jesus said, you wanna know why? Because this kind of healing only comes through prayer and fasting. And, and we understand that as leadership that we, we're gonna give God the excellence that we can give him in everything we do here, but that's still not enough. We need a demonstration of God's presence, glory, and power to fill this room. Every time we gather, or nothing in the spiritual realm is gonna happen, amen? And so we lay a foundation every year that God, you're first. We're gonna show you that through our prayer and fasting. So here's six steps that I want you to really grab hold of. Why is that important? Because we have a lady sitting right over here and she gave me permission to tell this story. But just a few months ago, her and her husband came to our church. She's from another country. She was looking for a church so she could feel the grace of God and the healing of God. And she was diagnosed with cancer. They didn't know if it was in her lungs or liver. They were telling her she was in horrific pain. They then told her it was in her neck. And we've been praying specifically. She comes to our Saturday morning prayers. And, and she gave me permission to tell this story. And she comes to our Saturday morning prayers and we've been praying for her. And, and some of us have already started the fasting and praying at the first of the month. We didn't wanna wait till the eighth. It's just we're joining all the other churches on the eighth. And, and I told her last Sunday when she walked out, I said, we're praying for your miracle. Did I, did, and I don't mean on me, I said, we, we are praying for your healing miracle. She was at prayer yesterday, standing right over there, and we were praying for her, and at the end, she goes, can I say something? And she said, I just got my report back, and I'm cancer-free. Come on, somebody. Come on. Come on, like you really appreciate that. She said, my doctor said, you're God. Your God has done a miracle in you. Come on, one more time. Can we give him? Isn't that pretty cool? Now that's very cool. And I just believe we're gonna see a whole lot of that taking place. All right, I'm talking a lot of time. Let's quickly go to our text real quick today, all right? Good will come to those who are generous. This is our text each Sunday this month in our series, A Fresh Start. Good will come to those who are generous and lend freely, who conduct their affairs with justice. Surely the righteous will never be shaken. Come on. I didn't say there wouldn't be shakenings. We're just not shaken in them. They will be remembered forever. That was our text last Sunday. Let's add the rest of it to it now. They will have no fear of bad news. Come on, anybody have some bad news in 16? I mean, it's a good year. But how many besides my family had to deal with some news you didn't want to get? You know, like our little three-year-old grandson diagnosed terminal. That's not good news. That's bad news. But our hearts are steadfast, trusting in the Lord. Their hearts are secure. They will have no fear. In the end, they will look and triumph over their enemies. Come on, somebody. You know what he's saying? Everything the enemy has brought to destroy you if you put God first and you get in line with what God's saying and doing in your life, that enemy's gonna be trampled under your feet. That's what he's saying right there. Amen. He's gonna prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. And the enemy's not always somebody. It can be something. Our next scripture, Ephesians 6 says, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayer and requests, because how many knows your prayer changes with your circumstances? But he's saying, pray in the spirit. That doesn't just mean in a mystical thing. He's saying, when you don't know how to pray, 
The Spirit's making intercession on your behalf. And there's a prayer language. There's so many things involved in that. But he's saying pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for the Lord's people. And so we're calling Transformation Church along with tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of others are going to join us in these 21 days for 21 days of prayer and fasting. Here's seven or six principles that I want to leave you that I believe will help you in these 21 days of prayer that will guide you through the rest of the year. Number one is pray with correct motives and objectives. Pray with correct motives and objectives. Pray specific. Ask God specifically what you're asking and desiring for him to do. Now, starting tomorrow, there will be a table on the back wall back there. And at each of our Next Step centers on those tables, there's some blank sheets of paper. I'm asking you to write down what you're specifically believing God for and leave that with us. Or you can go on our website to the 21-day prayer and fasting logo, click on it, and there's a prayer request form right there that you can fill out, send in. It'll go straight to our office. They'll print it out and give it to us. But we're gonna be agreeing with you, but I want you to get specific in what you're believing God for. Don't just say, God, heal me. If you know what disease you've got, then start speaking life to that thing. Start calling it out. If it's marriage issues, then speak it out in your prayer. But pray specific and know that you're believing God for that miracle. If you've got pictures of family members or friends that you wanna bring and put on that table, we're gonna be praying over them every day. And last year we had people coming and taking pictures off and taking prayer requests out as God answered them, amen? And we're believing him to do it again this year. James says, you do not have because you ask, because you do not ask God. You do not have because you do not ask God. When you ask, you do not receive, how many's asked and didn't get it sometimes? Because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. God said, you're asking me to do something, but it's not so my kingdom can be blessed, it's so you can get it. And listen, God's always about his kingdom. And you heard me preach last week. We only are truly walking the Christian life when other people's needs become more important than our wants. Now we're walking out the Christian journey. We're becoming that representative of Jesus on the earth. And God says, you're praying sometimes and, and you're not getting an answer because I know your motives. And when we go into these 21 days of prayer and fasting, be clear on your motives. Are you asking God to touch that person because you want revenge or you want a true healing? Are you asking God to do this so that your name can be lit? What, what, what's the motive behind your request? Because God says your motive is just as important as your request. And the objective of why you want me to, why do you want God to bless you with a raise, with an increase? Why, why do you want God to bless you? And so really look at your motives and the objectives of your prayer. Let me go ahead and challenge you. Write down five things this week that you are specifically believing God for and name them out in your prayer every day. Every day. Number two, discipline yourself to a realistic fast. Don't get super spiritual day one and try to do something that you know is not gonna happen. 
Because if you've never fasted, 21 days of nothing but water is going to kill you after about six hours. Okay? And so I, I, we, there's different types of fasts, but you need to get realistic. There's a total fast, which means water only. And, and I'll do those for three days or seven days, but 21 days, you will kill yourself in many cases. But so we're not saying just try to be super spiritual. Add different types of fasting into your 21 days. I will do water-only fast for certain days, and I'll do juice-only fast for some days. I'll do partial fast for some days, which means you may eat one meal and, and skip the other two and spend them in prayer. Or, or then the Daniel's fast, which is a fast that many people, and I highly recommend it if you're new at fasting. When Daniel was taken into captivity by the king, the king would often bring two or three people from the slaves that he knew had high reputation with the other people. He would bring them in and wind them and dine them to find favor with them so that he then could have control over the rest of the people. And he did that with Daniel. And the king offered the king's meat that had been offered to sacrifice to idols to Daniel to eat to him and his brothers and, and his buddies. And Daniel refused it. He said, I will not partake of the meat that has been offered to a, a false idol And the guard got upset and he told Daniel, look, man, you got to eat the king's meat or he's going to kill you and us. And Daniel said, I can't do it, but here's what we'll do. Daniel said, bring me the flocks, bring me fruits and vegetables and nuts, only things that have been grown from the earth and I will eat of that and water. And, and the guard again said, man, that ain't going to do it. You need some protein. You need some this, you know? And Daniel said, just trust me. And they did that. And when the king came back, The Bible said that Daniel's countenance glowed with life and he had wisdom beyond his natural ability as God favored him through that fast. And so Daniel's fast is fruit, vegetables, and nuts and just things grown from the earth and water. And it's a great way to start fasting if you're new at fasting or if you've been fasting for a while or if you're going on a long-term fast. But the key is, and what I'm asking everyone in this church is to do some type of fast each day for the next 21 days. If it's just fast one meal, if it's a fast sweets, that could be suicide for some of y'all, okay? That's another prayer line right there, all right? But, but really set your mind to a realistic fast that will challenge you, but that you know you can do. Does that make sense to you? All right? And, and, and you can see the Daniel's fast on our website if you go there, Uh, transformationchurch.com, and you can see the Daniel's fast in detail there. Matthew put it like this. When you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show men they are fasting. I tell you the truth, they have already received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that it will not be obvious to men that you are fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen, And your father who sees what is done in secret, he's going to reward you. And he does it openly. How many's found that out? And so what he's saying here is to determine in your heart, set a plan and stay with it and fast through these 21 days. Because how many knows after one lunch, your body's going to be screaming? All right. And so really set something that you feel you're comfortable in doing. Next. Keep it about the heart, not the food. 
Keep, keep these 21 days about the change of your heart. How many, how many wants to know Jesus more at the end of this month than you've known him before this year started? How, how many wants to be closer to Jesus in 21 days than you are right now? Now, everybody look at me. I'm gonna talk to you as your pastor for a second. Your relationship with God is never stronger than your prayer life. Now, we need to get that. Because there's a lot of people that go to church and there's a lot of people that are faithful to so many things, but they have no prayer life. And they're constantly struggling in their Christianity. Because mine and your relationship with God is never stronger than our prayer life. Now, I've got a lot of years with this beautiful lady on the front row over here. But I'm gonna tell you something. If I'm not talking to her every day and I'm not complimenting her every day, she's past beautiful, she's hot. All right, okay, and and I mean I I tried to have a romantic evening this today on the beach and she declined it, but I offered. You know what I mean? I can't help it. It's twenty six degrees. Okay, it's Florida, but but what I'm saying is that we have a certificate that says we're married, but if I don't do the things that makes a marriage, then we've got the paper, but we don't have the goods. And can I tell you, it's the same way in our relationship with God. You can have all the outward signs of marriage, but if you don't have that relationship that I'm talking daily, I'm communicating, I'm complimenting, I'm thanking, I'm exhorting, I'm praising, I'm honoring, you've got the paper, but you don't have the goods. And prayer and fasting validifies that relationship that when I do come to the throne of grace, I can boldly come to the throne of grace and I never have a right to be here, but I have an open invitation now. And he'll not only hear, but he'll answer my prayer. Come on, you're with me today. Does that help you? All right. Keep it about the heart, not the food. Joel says, even now declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart. With fasting and weeping and mourning, rend your heart, not your garments. Return to the Lord, your God. Now, here's the danger of this. Be careful, and I know you're writing, but kind of watch me for a second. Be careful that you don't spend more time talking about what you're doing in your fast than you are in your prayer. That it's very easy in these 21 days that my conversation with other people is what kind of fast are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? What kind of recipes do you have? And that's good and that's not wrong, but this is about a heart change, not a diet change. And make sure that we keep this about a heart change, that we're asking God for a change in our heart, that we want to see God come and bring us closer to him, all right? God's not, God doesn't care which fast you do. Everybody look at me. You don't even have to ask him, which one do you want? He don't care. He just wants you to do something that shows him that you're sacrificing your flesh so that your spirit man can know him better. Amen. Amen. Next, focus on putting to death your flesh. Does anybody besides me still have one of these? That flesh thing? that every time you think you've got it under subjection, something happens to remind you it's still very much alive. Come on, am I right? Only four of us are honest in this church. 
The rest of y'all have a lying flesh problem. That's what y'all have. You have a lying, you're in denial. But we all have this flesh, and the main purpose of fasting is to put to death your flesh, because every one of us is made up of spirit, soul, and body. Every one of us. Our spirit is God conscious. That's where God talks to us. That's where we commune with him. That's our prayer, our worship, what we were doing today. That's our spirit man calling out to God. Our soul man is world conscious. It's dealing with our, our mind, our will, our emotions. How many knows if you let your soulish man control your life, you're in trouble. When you're letting your thoughts and your emotions and your will rule your life, you're headed down a road of disaster. But then I have a body that carries my spirit and my soul, and my body's all about itself. Your body's the most selfish part of your being because all it wants is to be satisfied. It wants its thrill. Whether that's food, perversion, whatever, if my body's calling the shots, my spirit man has no chance. And so when I fast and I'm praying, I'm putting my body there screaming, me, 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 and I don't care who and what I hurt to get me satisfied. When I'm fasting, I'm putting that flesh to death and saying, you have no say-so in my life anymore. My spirit man is gonna rule my soul and my body. And it's very important. I wouldn't be taking a Sunday morning to teach this because I'm always using every opportunity on this stage to present a gospel to the unchurched but it's very important today because I believe if this church grabs hold of this this month, we're not gonna be able to hold the people that's gonna come in this building to find Jesus. Are you with me today? All right, Romans says, for you live according to the sinful nature. You, you live according to the flesh, to your soul, your body. If you do that, you're gonna die. But if by the spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you're gonna live. God says, if you keep letting that physical flesh call the shots in your life, you're gonna die for the wages of sin is death. But if you, you start starving that body and let your spirit man start taking authority over your life, you're gonna live. And how many knows when you're living in Jesus, you're living abundantly? Amen, amen. And then last of all, or, or two more points very quickly, you need to develop a new lifestyle. Let this year be a year that you don't just make a change, but you develop a whole new pattern. Let me say in these next 21 days, I wanna challenge you to just change up some things. Get off the TV a little bit, and I'm not an anti-TV preacher, but my wife and I just made a vow. I mean, we're buying puzzles, and we're just gonna sit at the kitchen table and put puzzles together and talk about what God is doing through these 21 days and not listen to all the negative lies on the news. Just get away from, shut all that out. Some of you need to get away from your video games. They're not bad, it's not wrong to play them, but these 21 days, set them aside some and use that time to feed your spirit, man. How about Facebook? Oh, I hit some nerves right there, yes I did. Can we all make a commitment? To, I'm on Facebook, can we make a commitment to each other that through these 21 days, the only thing we're gonna post on Facebook is what God is doing and saying to us in this fast? We're not gonna deal with the political stuff. We're not gonna deal with all the stuff out there. We're just gonna praise Jesus and we're gonna glorify him in these 21 days as he's changing our life. Can we make that kind of commitment? All right. 
And so you need to change your lifestyle through these 21 days so that your spirit man is being fed through the whole thing. And, and, and part of that is get in a small group, join a small group and let that accountability help you with that. And then last of all, is when we're going in these 21 days and I want every one of you to get this one, expect some results. We're not doing this just to say we fasted 21 days. I, I get asked sometimes by pastors and they're like, you know, what, what are y'all doing? What's the secret to, to the many people that are coming in your church and getting saved? What, what, what's the secret of having a multicultural church like this? What's the secret of having a multi-generational congregation like we do? And, and I tell them, I don't have a secret, but I do know this, that we give the first of every year and we give the summer of every year for 21 days of prayer and fasting. And that's the only thing I can credit the success of this church to is that we make God first in everything that we do and everything we do is all about Him. I, we're not good enough. We're not better in it. We're, not, we're just saying, we're just, it's all about you and we're gonna give it all to you. And He's blessing it and that's all I can say. But we gotta come today and pray expecting can we dare to believe God in the next 21 days for what the experts say is impossible? Will you join me and let's, let's, let's outdo what the doctors, what medical science says? Can, can we believe that God's gonna bring more cancers being healed? We've got four women in this church diagnosed with cancer. Two of them have already been told in the last two months they're cancer free. Come on. Can we believe for the other two? Can we believe for the impossible to happen? Last night, if you're a guest, my little three-year-old grandson's been diagnosed terminal with brain disease and he's practically medically blind now. He has no muscle tone and he's been in the hospital for 17 days and he finally got out and he's done nothing but sleep. We now have to keep him on monitors 24 hours a day for oxygen in his heart and, and, and all of that. And so last night I told Brad and Ashley, you guys go out, get a date. Let me have my buddy. And I went over there and he was all knocked out. He's just laying there. And Kathy and I, we've, we've already started the fast. And I'm just believing for the healing of my grandson. I'm believing for healing in his body. And, and I picked him up and I held him. And, and he was just like this, you know, just there. And I began to speak into his life last night. And I said, Jabin, you're going to talk, man. Jamie, you're gonna talk, buddy. You're gonna talk to Papa. I said, Jamie, you're gonna walk. And, and I'm gonna talk to him about walking. And, and then I took him on a four-wheeler ride because he's got a four-wheeler that I got him before he was born. He's got a four-wheeler. I said, we ain't selling it because you're gonna ride on that four-wheeler, Papa, Jamie. And, and, and I said, Jay, I took him on a deer hunt last night. And, and we were talking and I'm like, there's one there, man. I'm gonna let you. And I just took him through the whole hunt. And before God, my witness, I've got it on video. A life came in my grandson. He, began to, he tried to talk more last night for an hour than I've seen him try in a year. He laughed a laugh that I've never heard him laugh. Over and over, he kept laughing, just trying to talk. So full of life for an hour, it went on. I've got it all on video. And I'm just believing, I'm expecting God to heal. And if you don't come to prayer for any other reason, if you don't have a need, will you come and pray with me for mine? Because I've got a big one. But I'm believing for marriages to be restored and the attack of the enemy to be destroyed in Jesus' name. I believe in God for an outpouring of miraculous events to take place in the body of Christ as we expect God to show up and do what natural man says impossible. God highlights and showing off and doing what man says can't be done. 
So I want you to pray expecting. Why? It goes to the end and I close. Why all this, Pastor? Sorry, I'm up here yelling. I'm sorry. Why? There's a key. God wants you to, he wants us, us to return to our first love. Because sometimes you can get so busy with life, so caught up in the situations of life, so caught up in the needs of life, even caught up in the ministry that we forget that he is our first love. That we come back and that we're not just church people, but we're people that are in love with Jesus. God wants more than anything through these 21 days is he wants you to fall in love with him again and kick off this new year. And there's scriptures there, you can read them. God wants you to kick off this new year just totally in love with him again. Because if he's first, if you put him first, he's the first love of our life. He's gonna bless the rest of your life exceeding abundantly above what you can ask or think, he said, I have for you. So how many will join me as we go into these 21 days at whatever degree you feel comfortable? But I want you to do something and join us. And let's believe at the end of this month, we're gonna have more testimonies to share than we had needs to offer. In Jesus' name. Come on, you. how many agree with me? Come in. Let me ask you this as we close. How many here's got needs in your life that you've been praying about, you've been asking God for? I mean, some urgent needs in your family and your life personally that you've been bringing to God? Anybody? Because we want to agree. I want you to write those down. You don't have to put your name on it. You don't have to identify anything. Bring us pictures. Get on the web. Write it here. But we're going to agree with you. We're going to watch God do a miracle on your behalf. In Jesus' name. Father, I thank you. I thank you, God, today for a body, a church family that, God, you put in our heart. God, that other people's needs are more important than our wants, that you have put us here on this earth to be ambassadors for Christ, representatives of a higher power, and that, God, through our simple acts of kindness and our deeds of love, we can express to a world that Jesus is very real and that you care. And Father, as we talk here about you meeting our needs, we pray, Father, that through this month, that God, there will be a thrust of new people coming in and knowing you and finding you. And maybe you're in this building right now and you say, Pastor Dan, we had three this morning in our nine o'clock service give their heart to Jesus that we know about. But if you're here right now and you say, Pastor Dan, I'm here today, and I know this is a message to the church, but you know what? It's a message to me also. And I realize today that I'm a good person, but spiritually I'm not in a good place. And I want to start this year off right. And I need Jesus in my life. And I'm not a Christian right now. I'm away from God spiritually. But today I just want him to know I need you in my life. And I want you to be the Lord of my life. And I'm not going to point you out. I'm not going to embarrass you. I just want to pray a prayer with you and for you. If that's you, would you lift a hand right where you sit? You can put it right back down. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Bless you. Wow, about eight, nine hands, 10 hands, 11, 12 hands being raised here this morning. I'm ready. I need Jesus in my life. Will you pray this prayer with me if you raised your hand or you did not? Just say, dear Jesus, I come to you now. You said in your word, if I would just come to you, confess, I can believe, and I can receive you. So right now, I come to you just like I am. I confess with my mouth that you are Lord. I believe in my heart 
you raised from the dead, and I receive you as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, according to your word, I'm saved. I'm a brand new person in Christ Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Come on, you join me and let's celebrate with these.